And now, the Awkward High Five Podcast presents RTG's Things I Hate. I'm RTG, and this is what I fucking hate. You want to know what I hate? Fat people that think they deserve to ride a rascal scooter. Obesity isn't a disability, it's a fucking mistake. Eating too many ho-hos does not qualify you for welfare, and spending a month at the China Buffet is not a tour of Nam. Put down the chips, eat a fucking carrot, and start walking, you fat fuck, before you lose a foot. <sighs> Save the scooters for those who need it. Fat fucking people riding on those rascals, you're who I fucking hate. Did I duck? Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> These fucking bees. These fucking bees. That's it, man. Rich, Rich, there's no bees around. No, these fucking bees. And there was a fucking motorcycle down the street. Did we ever tell that story on here? Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. Okay. My brain's melting. Welcome to the Awkward High Five Podcast. My name is Devin. And I'm Richie. And uh, we'll get more into that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, into what? Man, I'm losing my fucking mind. <laughs> you're losing your mind because you're attacking, now you're attacking overweight people on this show? <laughs> no, see, oh man, I don't I don't want people to take it the wrong way. I mean, I do hate the things that I say I hate. Don't hate, but- congratulate. Congratulations! Well, oh, I- you thought it was going to end last episode, but it's not. <laughs> no, keep it going. But yeah, I know, I congratulate people on how much they love to eat, because I love to eat. I understand that. But if you're going to love to eat so damn much to where you actually make it a disability of yours, because, you know, you didn't get your foot cut off in a fucking, like, accident. Foot got cut off! <laughs> you didn't, you know, you didn't get a, um, you know, a, you didn't jump on a grenade and nam, you know? Or you, or the third Chucky movie. Yeah, you just ate too fucking much. Yeah, okay, I get it. I, uh, You know what? The, uh, I, I concur that the, I don't, I don't hate uh, fat people. Right. I understand that there's some people out there in the world that may be overweight and there's nothing they could do about it. Uh, you know, I understand uh, addictions like that. Yeah. You know, like you can't put down the chips. I can't put down the drugs. It's very, <laughs> it's very similar. It's a very similar addiction. Right. Exactly. But um, the, the yes. The, the, well, here's the thing is when I go because, you know, we're currently living in the suburbs and um, and that is the place where you're, you're, you're more likely to see fat people in sweatpants rolling around on rascals mm-hmm. in supermarkets. And there is a local supermarket here that we go to, and they do have the rascals. Like, the rascals are lined up like fleets of fucking, yeah. like, Vespas or something. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, and, and the thing that kills... It's not even so... If I see somebody who's, like, what's eating Gilbert Grape's mom fucking burn the house down when they die fat on one of those things, I'm like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? It's, like, hard enough for you to take a couple steps. Like, this is more comfortable. The thing that kills me is I just see, like overweight people like you know they're not elderly they're not uh they're not like morbidly obese uh they don't have any disability they're just like 
40, 50-year-old women that are like mm-hmm. a little bit overweight and they're cruising around in those things. I'm like, come on, man. Just so fucking... they can have the open box of Oreos in the basket and eat as they shop. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. It, uh, so, yes, uh, I'm going to say for me, um, just regular overweight middle, middle-aged women riding around in Vespas, you're who I fucking hate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's fucking gross, you know. <laughs> like if you didn't ride the Vespa, who knows? Maybe you'd be in shape. Yeah, sure, right. Take take a couple laps around the uh, store without eating fucking uh, graham crackers out of the circus box. And, yeah, and maybe the, <laughs> the circus box. Uh, I I say that because I do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I always eat shit in supermarkets. I eat everything, you know. Like I, there's just some. I would be on a fucking rascal if genetics made that happen and who knows you might be one day Maybe. you're only in your mid-30s yeah it could catch up your you. uh your metabolism could take a fucking nosedive then i could be who i fucking hate do a triple Lindsay off the fucking uh <laughs> triple Lindsay <laughs> off the fucking um the weight spectrum it could happen but i you know i don't hate fat people i actually adore them it's the fat people that use their weight as an excuse to get welfare or whatever. Same same goes for drug addicts that yeah, right, use right. their addiction to get welfare. You're not disabled. You're choosing to be disabled. I mean, okay, addiction's a disease, whatever, but you can still fucking work. There's nothing stopping you from working. Stop it. Right. It's hard to uh it's 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 hard to to like feel sympathetic to somebody that that's doing something to themselves that with a little bit of effort they could change yeah you know again like there's some people that are just obese and they're going to be obese and it's their it's their chemistry it's their makeup it's their dna it's their genes and there's nothing they could do about it and fine but the people that just eat themselves into a and drink themselves into a fucking oblivion and then act like it's the world's problem it's it's hard to uh it's it's hard to sympathize with them but it's also that is like okay. I I didn't mean to get political, but I'm gonna get political for Go one ahead. second. Pull up the chair. Yeah, pulling it up. Um, actually, I'm gonna do this cool side thing where I uh, <laughs> get it's comfy. more comfortable this way. Um, yeah. So so like this whole political race is going on right now, right? And Bernie Sanders is running, and uh, everybody calls him a socialist, which isn't true, by the way. At the very least, he's a democratic socialist, but that doesn't matter. But there's there's so many people out there that are like uh, they have this mindset where they feel like like people that are on welfare shouldn't be on welfare, right? And like uh, like the people like that they're just the lazy and they don't want to work, so they're collecting welfare. And why should I pay for them? Now that that is true, right? Like a lot of people on welfare are probably just being lazy and aren't trying to get jobs and just want to collect the the government dole and and all that stuff. But when you when you think that way, you're already defeated. You see what I'm saying? Right. Uh, like, there is always going to be people below you, and there's always going to be people above you. And your job as a human being is to to chip in in a way that it helps all of society, right? And so this is what this is what kills me. And I think I said this before in the show, but I'm getting more and more into this. And that thing about the obesity kind of just brought it up, like. I feel like, like, yeah, I could look down on the person who's uh, who's obese because they just ate themselves to fucking death and now they're collecting disability. But at the same time, that person still, although I might not agree with their their choices, they still deserve to have some sort of life, you yeah, know, right? Like that kind of thing. Um, so th- the thing that's killing me, and this is all I'm going to say about it, 
the thing that's killing me about these people out there that are that are saying negative things about Bernie Sanders and how he's a socialist and how he he uh, his economic policy doesn't make any sense or anything like that. You are the people. Uh, and I'm saying this at the, at the risk of whatever political. This is why I don't like to talk about political stuff because. But I just want to say that you're the people that believe that you're going to be in the one percent at one point. That's what kills me about it. Is people people will never look down and feel you know anybody could be homeless at any fucking second. Yeah. It could happen to anybody. There's so many different circumstances, but people I think uh humans as a species we don't think that way. We just always think well we we could be wealthy. And so all these regular fucking lunch pail joes if you will, I'm throwing up those air shrimps. Mm-hmm. Uh they're dismissing one of the most radical and uh, innovative politicians out there that actually can make a real change in America, not only the political system, but also the economical system and all these things. Is everything that he's saying 100% T? No, but no politician is, right? Right. Anyway, um, but the reason that this guy isn't going to get in, he's not going to get the Democratic nod and all that stuff. Because he's Jewish. It's not even because he's Jewish. That 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 doesn't play in in the South or in the in the Midwest. And yeah, that is going to hurt him. Yeah. But it, but more of that, it's because there's a bunch of people, middle class people, or even upper middle class people that don't that don't like his economic policy because they really believe truly in their heart that one day they're going to be a billionaire, and and then they automatically don't want to give up their money when they're a billionaire. You're not going to be a fucking billionaire. And you know why you're not going to be a billionaire? Because the system that he's fighting against is set up so that people like me and you and the people that think they're going to be billionaires can't ever become billionaires. Right. That's the whole, you know, so the only way that you can become a billionaire is if we change this system. And it's just the craziest, most hypocrisy, hypocrisy, hypocritical, hypocritical. <laughs> I was going to make up a word and I fucking dived on it. That's right. I did all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That It's just crazy. Crazy that uh, the, the way that some some people that I know, like some people I see on Facebook, I know their 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 economic status. I know the jobs they work. I know the roundabout salary that they make a year, and they're sitting there being like, being like, "Oh no, well, he, you know, he's going to tax the hell out of us." What? It's just the craziest <laughs> thing about. Anyway, that's my little rant on that. But here's the thing: is when it's it boils down to that same kind of thing, like me and you. We're fucking well. Right now, we're both fucking poor folk. We're not even middle class if you really want to look at it that way. But you could still look at the the obese person riding around in the scooter and be like, "I feel bad for that person," you know. But who knows? You could be the obese person riding around that scooter one day. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I mean, I'm obese at heart. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I might as well be obese. You know? Yeah, you just happen to be one of those dudes that can eat everything and not gain any weight. And I hate you for that because I'm sitting there eating grilled chicken every day and you're shoving fucking whole horse. Yes. One time I actually got into a battle with this guy at the China Buffet over crab legs. It was like a heated fucking battle that you would see like on a cartoon or something. And I was probably the Peter Griffin or Homer Simpson type. Now, look, the China Buffet is that is like the lowest of the low. <laughs> I know. Like that's fucking slumming it. I'm like Eddie in fucking uh, in Vegas vacation. Can I get some more of the yellow? <laughs> How long ago was this? Oh, I hope this, this wasn't recent. This is about maybe seven, eight years ago. 
I used to do this thing where I like to smoke weed and go to China Buffet and eat as much shit as I possibly could. Understandable. You know, why not, you know? But I love the crab legs. And, uh, you know, I'd go up and I'd help myself the crab legs. Now, were they crab legs with a K-R-A-B? <laughs> yeah, probably. L-E- you gotta look close because they'll do that. L-E-G-Z. <laughs> <laughs> it's a backwards K. <laughs> yeah. So me, and then there was this old man helping himself the crab legs and the steam tray was emptying by the minute. So we're having like this fucking like Mexican standoff over the crab legs. So I decide to be the fucking guy in the rascal ride, ride on up and dump the whole fucking steam tray onto my plate. And this old man like started crying and complained about me and I'm sitting there with a pile of fucking crab legs. Wait, how many crab legs? Was there enough? crab legs for the two of you to split and both be satisfied absolutely with. so you went up it was principal why this guy was jocking him and just poured them all into your plate yeah because if there was like a good crab leg that i wasn't gonna get and he was gonna get that shit was mine he wasn't having <laughs> only because he was being a dick about it like he was taking crab legs that he wasn't gonna eat he's probably just gonna throw them out i'm gonna eat all of them but you said this guy was a, a heavy set person he wasn't heavy set he oh. was older oh older, okay older gentleman so how could you judge how much crab legs he's going to eat? Because I could tell he was just taking them to spite me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So then I decided to fire back. But how many of those weird um, square-shaped jello cubes did you guys eat afterwards? <laughs> the China Buffet is... And, and, I, and I also, when we were younger, like when we were teenagers, and I was the same thing. Like, let's smoke a ton of weed and, and go, this is all you can eat place. And then as you get older, I remember the day I went to a China buffet and I was like, what is going on? I was I was probably like mid-20s uh, where I worked at the time. There was a Chinese, China buffet and I think it was even like a higher end one. And uh, I went with my boss one day on lunch and and I like it was like one of those moments where you realize your surroundings. Like I was just talking to him and I looked around and I looked at everybody, all the rascal riders that <laughs> yeah, were there yeah, yeah. and people just sweating and not talking to each other and just shoving this like. <laughs> Just shoving this horrible food, like like you Some know, of the yellow, really bad, like fucking food, like worse than TGI Fridays, the worst, like grade D meat on the face of the earth in her mouth, and I was like, I'm never <laughs> coming back to D. one of these again, and then I was out. That was it. I had an, uh, a different China buffet experience. It, it was my 18th birthday. Oh, that's a good place and, to celebrate. Uh, it. Yeah, well, you know, my mom was like. You know, where do you want to go for your birthday? I'll take you out to dinner anywhere you want to go. So I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Let's go to the shop. You knew your family value. You were like, Peter Luger Steakhouse, please. You're like, China Buffet, $9.95 a person. Yeah, well, I was on a lot of... I think I was planning it around my drug intake. So I was on a lot of drugs at the moment, which explains the story that is uh, coming soon. So... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go to the China Buffet, I guess, because it was close and it like allowed me more time to hang out about the area. So at at the time, I was more into the uh, upper sides of the drugs. Oh God! So uh, before we went to the China Buffet, I was doing a lot of coke, like a lot of fucking coke. And my mom was like, "All right, you ready to go to China Buffet?" So it was me, my mom, uh, my girlfriend at the time, and my little brother. So we go to the giant buffet. Wait, who was your girlfriend at the time? Does her name rhyme with cracky? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, we go there, 
and I probably had one fucking grain of rice. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> and all you can eat buffet is the last place in the world you want to be when you're on coke, unless you're in Vegas. I thought maybe I could like disguise it and like dump my plate and make it look like I kept going up for a second. There was no disguising. The coke was so bad that I was like having a heart attack at the table. I was like every minute was like a fucking hour. I just wanted to go home. And I pretty, I don't even think I ate the one grain of rice. I think I like flicked it off my dish <laughs> to make it look like room was there. You should have at least. Oh, well, you're eight. I was gonna say you should have at least picked a place where they served alcohol, but you're eighteen. At I was the time. only eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say if you're all coked up, you just you pick the be- place with the best drinks and then like nibble on a fucking mozzarella stick. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. I don't get. She knew. She fucking knew. I don't get, and you kind of brought this up, I think, last episode, and, um, oh, yeah, because you were talking about the guy that got murdered by the government at Cracker Barrel. Yeah. And you were saying, like, he's about to make all this money, and they go to Cracker Barrel, and I and I even started uh, saying to you, like, yeah, isn't that weird, and then we didn't discuss it afterwards, but but I do find that so weird, like, these, uh, these I call them fast food restaurants, and some people get, like, weirded out by that, but they are. Fridays, Applebee's. Like those places, yeah, they're fast food restaurants, casual dining. They're but they're 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 the same thing as McDonald's and Wendy's, except you just have a waitress brings you your shit. You know what I mean? Like they're the food quality yeah, is yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. TJ, I'm going to say this right now, and we're we'll, and we'll never have sponsorship by TJ Fridays, <laughs> but that is the worst fucking dog food ever made. Oh, Applebee's is the bond. Okay, both of them. You know, but then here's the thing: is you see people that like have some money. And then they still go to these places to eat, you know. Like I get it if the, if you have because you don't got to make reservations and shit. But but you're not eating anything edible. Mm. That's the problem. Like here's the thing: I get it if you're if you're struggling, if you're on welfare, or you're a lower like or even a middle class, and you have a bunch of kids, and you got to bring them somewhere where you could throw French fries in their fucking mouth and make everybody happy for cheap. Fine. Yeah, I get it. But if you're driving around in a fucking Range Rover. And it's just you and your wife, and you could afford to go to an actual mom and pop restaurant or a place that makes real food, not like fucking dehydrated microwaved bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but people still go to Fridays. I know. My ex fiance's mother, they they were like, you know, they were a middle regular upper middle class fucking family. They could afford to go eat places. That chick liked, like, legit liked Fridays and wanted to go to Fridays. I was like, I she can't, had the I can't taste do, for the Fridays. I can't do it. Fridays is like, t- you know, that scene in Three Kings where they uh, where they kidnap that one. Well, they they have that one guy hostage and they want to show him what the war is about, so they just pour oil down his throat. <laughs> That's what eating Fridays is like. Yeah, I mean, except Ice Cube isn't I, there. My my shenanigans food chain goes like this: we got Applebee's at the very bottom, then one step up is Fridays. I, you know, I uh, not to cut you off, I can honestly, I don't think I could say that I've ever eaten Applebee's. So you might be right. Oh, you never had Applebee's? I don't think I've ever. It's even the had worst. It. Yeah, it's okay. the worst out of like it's really like just fast food. Yeah, uh, I've never been to a shenanigans, but who knows where that lies on the totem pole? Shenanigans? <laughs> there's no real place called of shenanigans. Of course, there is. What? There's a real shenanigans. I thought that was just a fucking super troopers <laughs> no, guy. There's a real shenanigans. You're lying. I'm looking this up right <laughs> Look now. Look it up, my man. There's a real shenanigans named shenanigans. So the bottom is Applebee's. Not then, in not in this area though. Maybe not in this area. Maybe oh, out okay. west or yeah. something. Well, then that doesn't count. There's no fucking golden corral around here either like there's always those yeah, one well, you see on tv that you're never gonna right. eat yeah they're like out west or some shit same thing with cracker barrel where the fuck is there a cracker barrel well as soon as you go south there's cracker barrel yeah that's what i mean you could pick up a cracker barrel in pennsylvania like oh like we're the only place that has wawa and pen pennsylvania mm-hmm. yeah okay no i get it 
So anyway, you got Applebee's. Then one shade above, you got Fridays. Right. Then above that, I would have to say you got the Outback. Um, okay. All right. And then uh, what else we got? Then I would say one shade above that, Carrabba's. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. And then that's it. What else is there? No, that's basically it. That's and you know what? That is kind of the way I tear. Uh, fucking um, uh, Applebee's. And somewhere in the middle is Chili's, probably like right above Fridays. Well, I, the way I look at it is Applebee's, Fridays, uneatable. We'll never go there. Sorry, it's not happening. Chili's, they're uh, a, a, like a grade better. But I look at Chili's the way that I look at, let's say, Wendy's or uh, Five Guys. Okay. Right. So, so uh, Applebee's, um, fucking, and uh, oh Jesus, I can't. Applebee's and Fridays. That's your McDonald's Burger King. Yeah. Not gonna do it. Don't care if it exists. That's fucking horrible food. That I'm never gonna put in my stomach. Yeah. Chili's, I see like uh, like let's say Wendy's is like Chili's, where well, like oh Wendy's is the top tier of fast for me. Well, I think Five Guys is. Five Guys is a better burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, and then I would put uh, Outback at the top with fries. You know, so it's all fast food, mm. but at least the quality gets a little bit better that way. Yeah, yeah. Like Chili's, I could eat like once a year, and I'll probably get a burger. Like their cheesy fries are good. And Outback, I'm not going to go to Outback for a steak, but I could go to Outback and eat their well, like they got fucking some good steak there. Yeah, really. Yeah, steak and seafood is Outback. I don't know. Mm. Don't know about all that. They got these. Uh, they got these dry wings at Outback. Pretty fun. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty good. Pretty Look, good. I don't. You know, I, I've eaten at Outback a lot. I'm not. I'm not going to diss on their shit. It, if as as far as the fast food, shit, re- you drove in a fucking like undrivable <laughs> snowstorm to go to. Yeah, but that wasn't because of me, my friend. <laughs> I know that wasn't my choice. <laughs> you fucking ruined the car to get the Outback. <laughs> Look, that car, number one, wasn't ruined because of the snowstorm. And then number two, that was not my choice. That was not my choice. So it was a blizzard out, and she made you get into fucking your bro's car and drive the Outback despite the weather? Yes. (laughs) Damn, craving that blooming onion. Look, that bitch loved Outback. (laughs) Bitch... Bitches love Outback. What do you want? want so, did you ever make it to Outback? Yeah, ate Outback, and then what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what he's talking? What Rich is talking about is uh, is um, I was home here, and uh, my the girl I was dating at the time wanted to go to Outback, so I bought bar- Blizzard. I brought borrowed my brother's car, which was like this like yellow- a Lolo. <laughs> this- <laughs> yellow sports car and fucking drove to uh drove to outback and um and afterwards while we were leaving the car like just died (laughs) because it couldn't make it through the unplowable that's not why it died (laughs) (laughs) all right that's fucking enough so you stand on the roadside with like your leftovers and shit like waiting for triple yeah a bag of uh texas cheese fries And the fucking uh, a, a, an extra one of those bread that they and that's they bring it. In. Like that, that was, was the last day of the Mazda. That was it. It was dead. <laughs> Dean, my brother still hates me for that. But it wasn't my fault. The car fucking died. I didn't do anything with it. I didn't like do anything bad to it. It just fucking stopped working. I hear. I ruined my bro's car once. It would have worked. It would have stopped working. Fucking if it was a dry day and I was just driving down the street. The thing just started. All of a sudden, something start, started knocking in and fucking went. Shit, man. My fucking my incident with my bro's car was unbelievable. I'm driving. I must have drove around the block, and I'm pulling up next to a dude with a light. And he's like, "Yo, your wheel 
is smoking. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? The wheel is smoking. And he's, you know, did the whole roll down the window thing. The wheel is smoking. So I pull over and the wheel is fucking smoking. So I call the cops and I'm like, yo, the wheel's smoking. <laughs> you call the cops? Well, you know, 911. You yeah. Know? I didn't know the number. So I pull over and the wheel was smoking and the cops come and it was like this little teeny thing smoking and they're like, let that bitch burn. I'm sure he has insurance. I was like, put the fucking fire out. It was like this teeny little heater. It wasn't even a flame yet. They're like, we'll just sit back and let that bitch burn. They let the car burn down to the fucking ashes and just wet. They're like, just let it burn. I'm like, are you sure this is a good idea? They're like, yeah, it's no problem. They're like, we see this type of shit all the time. So it went from like something you could spit on to make it, to put it out to burning the car to the ground. And my bro's like, I don't got no fire. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, (laughs) why didn't you go get water and put it out or something? I I was on the roadside. I didn't have any access to water. The fire department was there before there was any damage to the car whatsoever. It was like smoking, like maybe like the, uh, the brake pads wore down to the rotor or whatever, some shit like that, the way it was smoking. And then they were like sitting there, like praying for a fire to start. And then there was a little spark, and they were like, All right. And then he stood around and waited for the fucking car to burn to the ground. And they're like, All right, now we got something to put out. It's true. You know, the people that like fire are fucking firemen. <laughs> for real, it was so fucked up. I felt so bad. I, I didn't do anything to the car. It was probably like a, you know, a metal on metal brake type of thing. But they wanted that bitch to burn so bad. And then my bro didn't have any fire insurance. I felt terrible, but it wasn't my fault. So you're sitting here making fun of me when, when, when my brother's car broke while I was driving it, where you burned your brother's car to the ground. I did. The fire department did. It wasn't my... <laughs> if, it was a, if someone handed me an extinguisher, I would have put that bitch out. They were like not listening to me. I was like, put it out. They were like, no. No, we're not putting it out. And well, I'd like to an issue issue an apology right now to the Ferry and Giadana brothers <laughs> of the world. They got their cars destroyed by us. I know. But so, can I ask you a question? Did you give your brother a car after after uh, that happened? Because I did. Nah, nah. I was, yeah. in, I was in no position to do that. I made good on that, and I gave him a car. Yeah. Well, so. I didn't do it. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, I, okay. Get ready. I'm ready. Um... Get your skin ready for the biggest douche chills that are about to just engulf your body. Okay. Okay? Corn, The band. Speaking of backwards Ks, Corn and Rob Zombie are going on tour. Right? I will give you a million dollars if you guess the name of the tour. Corn and Rob Zombie. Yes. Corn and Rob Zombie. And you're human than human. Um, Rob Zombie, only famous because of Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. has a career uh, because of a stupid cartoon. Um, Corn and Rob Zombie. Yes. Got it? Yeah. Um, Hurry up. Take any stab at it. You're going to be wrong no matter what. That's what I'm saying. Get ready for douche chill city. Um, Hurry up. um, Taking too long. The bad mustache tour. Whoa. You know what? (laughs) Pretty close. It's crazy how close you are. Like you, you really kind of got close. You were way closer than I thought you would be. 
<laughs> okay, are you ready? Are you ready for the douche chills? Hats and beards? No, are you ready for the douche chills? What is it? Corn and Rob Zombie are on tour, <laughs> and the tour is called Return of the Dreads Tour. <laughs> Return of the Dreads. <laughs> How horrible oh, is that? God. <laughs> I was pretty fucking close. <laughs> the fact that you came up with any sort of hair freaked me out. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Dude, who you know that that neither fucking uh like no matter what you think about corn or rob zombie. They made it this far in music that they can't be that fucking corny. You know that the people that came up with that were like fucking RC Cola or Red Bull or yeah. whoever's fucking whoever is sponsoring that. And it was a bunch of dudes in suits around a fucking table. And they're like, what can we call this? I know. Return of the Dreads. That's terrible. Uh, how bad is that? That's terrible. I don't know. It's still to this day, though, one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen had to be a corn show. Really? Yeah. I mean, partially because of the PCP. You're not talking about uh, Woodstock, really? Yeah, that was it, it. Was so intense. It was because I never seen anything like that before. Because I've never been to a metal show. You know, to me that's metal. Yeah, you know, because I'm not going to go see like Metallica or some shit. Right, exactly. Now I hear it. Hold on for one second here. Okay, <laughs> we're back. I'm sorry. Uh, just for everybody at home that wants to know what the fuck just happened there, if it sounds weird on this, is I looked down and our whole computer program that's recording this fine quality podcast you're listening to it stopped. But I think we're good now. So you're saying that you actually enjoyed corn at uh, Woodstock? Yeah, yeah. I mean, despite the fear of death. Yeah. I thought I was going to die. Well, that was, I think, I, I think I've actually told that story on here before is that that was, uh, like, I made it all the way down into the middle of that and then realized that there was no way. I've never felt that trapped in my life because there was, like, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people in that crowd. And then to get into, like, the epicenter of, I guess, what they would call the pit or whatever, you know? And, uh, and then once they started playing, it, it was so violent and it was there were so many people that you couldn't it would the I, the only way i could equate it would be like i guess being lost at sea like where where you would like look around and you don't know which directions what you don't know the only thing i knew was where the stage was but then as soon as you turned around and started walking and trying to get through people you didn't know where you were going you yeah. know like it, it was it was bad and you mentioned pcp and that's what happened is i i fucking uh I leaned up against uh, the sound bo- the sound booth, which is you know the big towers that they yeah. have at these festivals, and there was a guy sitting there and he was smoking a joint, and uh, he was like uh, he was like you want to hit this, and I was like yeah, and then he told me afterwards that it was fucking angel dust. There's a lot of that, going and on. I was in the middle of this fucking huge fucking metal hardcore whatever whatever corn is rap rock fucking thing where all these fucking dude bros were just beating the shit out of each other in this sea of human beings. And I started having a crazy panic attack, and I had to get out. And I pushed my way through everything. It took, at no joke, this is an exaggeration. I exaggerate a lot. This is not an exaggeration. It took at least a half hour or 40 minutes for me to get from the middle of the crowd to the end of the crowd. By through pushing through people and trying to get through, and then when I came out, my shirt was ripped, my jeans, my my shorts that I was wearing were ripped all the way up, like I was destroyed, yeah. like fucking. It was it was crazy, I, and there it was, was scary. actually women getting raped in the middle of that pit. Yeah, I'm sure. It was like three rapes. Yeah, 
And that was uh, for everybody who uh, last time we talked about this and here that that was the Woodstock '99 yeah, where everything the day the '90s died. <laughs> Where everything fucking, I don't know. I would argue that the day the 90s died is as soon as the whole rap rock thing came around. Fucking, um, sucking on an orange, huh? Mm, It's delicious. Anyway, yeah. Return of the Dread Store. So, (laughs) anybody going to see the Return of the Dread Store, more power to you. (laughs) Yeah. Get your bowling necklaces out. And I think our fucking audio cut out during that too. I don't know what's going on with this computer. I got to fucking look at it. So if this, if you're listening to this episode and there's any like choppiness to it, we apologize. We're doing our best for you. Yeah. I mean, on this show we may come across as maybe music snobs, but we're not. It's just that we. No, not at all. I, I, think, <laughs> I think we just analyze it a little bit too much, and I noticed that in the past couple of days when I saw that Thrice was coming out of a new album. And I love that fucking band. They're a great fucking band. You know, they're on, they're unbelievable live. They're perfect. Live, you feel like you're listening to an album. Would you agree? Like, they're that, they're that good, you know? Yeah, they're a little too perfect sometimes. True. But, they're, you know, they have their own sound. They sound great. And when I saw they were coming out a new album, I was totally stoked. They play a little clip of it, and they pretty much could have played a Sunny Day Real Estate clip. Yeah. And I was so disappointed. But you like Sunny but Day Real Estate. I do, but I just don't like it when bands revisit a whole sound like that. Especially Thrice, who, who d- does their hardest to, tries their hardest to, you know, not repeat an album or repeat a sound. Right. Well, that's the thing with them. Yeah. That last album that they put out before their before they went on on hiatus, major minor. I mean, that was a very '90s influenced album. If you're going to talk about Sunday Real Estate, it did have a very alt '90s alternative sound to it. Yeah. You know? So maybe they're just continuing in, the, in those footsteps. Maybe, and I guess Sunday Real Estate would be the first sound to influence that whole genre that happened in the early 2000s. That would, you know can be looked at as a Sunny Day Real Estate influenced sound. But I just get disappointed too quick. You know, I'm quick to hate. Well, let me say this about music snobbery, because I've been called a music snob my whole life. My whole life. It, like, uh, by everybody. Every girlfriend I've ever dated, every friend I've ever had, they've all called me music snobs. And here's my thing. I, 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 I don't hate anything. Like, like uh, being being... Wanting the the most out of your art doesn't mean that you dismiss other shit. Like we'll sit around here and we'll joke about three eleven and Blink one eighty two and shit like that and like in in whatever. But like if you're if you're willing to to write music and get on stage and play it, I got nothing against you. That's hard enough to fucking do. We I've done it. I understand. You know, like that's fine. However, as a consumer of the art, I I reserve the right <clears throat> to be critical of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and uh and and just because I say something doesn't mean like I don't look down on people that listen to Blink-182. I don't look down on people that that like 311. I don't feel like I'm better than them. I just you know, here we do it in a comical way because that's what the show is about, but even in real life like I just I just, you know, I reserve the right to like what I like and dislike what I dislike. And that's the whole point of art. Yeah. So I never see it as music snobbery, you know. But And I, I guess I could see how some people who might like those bands and then you're sitting there dissing on them might be well, like, that guy's a music snob. They get snob. offended. They get offended yeah. because you're dissing what they like. Right. But I, but the same thing that, like, people, like, if people listen to the show, I could, I understand that if, uh, 
if people listen to the show and and there's and I and, and I've had many people say to me like, oh, I, I love when you guys do this. I don't like when you guys do this. Yeah. Or or that show wasn't that great. That show was great. You know that kind of thing. If if you if you're a fan of podcasts, if you're a fan of talk radio, if you're a fan of comedy, you have the right to 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 be critical of it. Yeah. yeah. You know. So and 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 unfortunately, see the thing with bands is is that you you create such a character. And you go out there on such like a limb when you're in these bands that it, it, it makes it almost easy to make fun of because, you know, like the guy who rapped on on uh, on that 311 song, you know what I mean? Like he fucking literally jumped into the frame of the camera and was like, chill, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a fucking like a cartoon character. Yeah. So therefore, I get to make fun of that because it's fucking it's corny, and yeah. it gives, you know, like it's a corny fucking thing. Uh, like, but you know what? He went out there and he did it, and he fucking made money out of it. You know, like, uh, it, it, I I used to work with the dude who, uh, oh God, see, here's where here's where it sucks because I don't know the names of any of these songs. What was the speaking of like the rap rock mall metal era? What was the the girl band that was like big at the time? It wasn't a full girl band, but it was a girl who sang. Um, they were big. They were big. They were like on MTV. They were right there with fucking Lincoln Park and all those bands. Flyleaf. No, I've never even heard of a band. Really? Named Flyleaf. Yeah. Isn't that the stuff you hang from the ceiling to collect flies? <laughs> Probably. That was the name of the band. Though. Uh, no, I don't know. I know the song. It was like "Don't Wake Up." Oh, Evanescence. <laughs> okay, it was like the classical, like piano. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So that song, their main song. You know how there's a guy that's going like "Don't Wake Up." Yeah, <laughs> I worked with that dude. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like just he's just this cat from like the south, and he was like he was the nicest guy in the world. I knew him for like months before he told me that he was that guy. <laughs> that was hilarious. And he probably and I think he did tell me that he was that guy because I was sitting there busting on mall metal you know like that kind of thing and he was like oh yeah like i sang on that song and i and 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 i was like oh yeah okay like i don't like that song but i'm not gonna make fun of it because fuck man you fucking you were on the radio and you made some cash from it i get it like and the guy himself was a totally cool dude like he probably made super cash and i think he was into like real music see that again that's the music snobbery the real music but i think he was like into fucking like good music too he just had an opportunity he took it and he was fucking out there yeah yeah like if you're an artist trying to make money, I get it, man. I fucking, I totally get it. But again, I reserve the right to criticize it. Of course. And it's never personal. I don't hate the guys in Blink-182. I just hate their music. Like, how fun would it be if everyone was like, oh, those guys are great. This is great. That sound is awesome. That's not fun. Yeah, right. Exactly. That, that makes it not art. That, that makes it just a fucking... Exactly. You know? Like, art, real art, like, uh, art that you appreciate almost can't exist if there's art that you don't appreciate. Yeah. There has to be a tier that you put that on top of, mm-hmm. you know? And that's where I come from when, when, whenever, you know, all my friends and everybody call me a music snob. You know, it's just like, no, I just, I just fucking, there's a certain quality in music that I, that I want. Mm-hmm. And, and then I might kind of poke fun at the stuff underneath it, you know, whatever, that I might find remedial or, but it's not even that because there's tons of bands that are remedial that I love. You know, I fucking love No Effects. I fucking love them. They're the most remedial fucking band on mm-hmm. the face of the earth, you know? Um, but then I also like Frank Zappa, you know what I mean? Like, but that's just my tastes, like that kind of well, thing. Well, no, no effects kind of takes their remedial art and almost like makes fun of it themselves before you get a chance to. Right. You know, but that's what's cool about it. <laughs> well, speaking of Thrice, I mean, Thrice is a band that, that I have a love-hate relationship with. Like, uh, I, I don't like all their albums yeah. and, and I don't listen to all their albums, but the albums of theirs that I do like, 
I fucking love and like and listen to religiously. And then the albums that I don't like, uh, I just don't ever listen to. I don't, right. even, you know, like that kind of thing. So within, I can it's not all- like you put the album on and fought to bash it. You just leave it alone. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I just, but but that's what I'm saying. Within an artist, I can have the same criticism. You know, like. But I'll still give him a chance. Like I like you. I didn't even know until you brought this up. Until I said a new album, but I'll listen to it. I'll give it a couple of spins. Of yeah, yeah. Spin the block circle. Yeah, I'll do that a couple times. They're they're trying to make an attempt at bringing back that early two thousand sound, which um, you know it was cool when it was around. But I feel like they're not going to be successful at bringing it back. Well, what do you think? Well, first off, I would like to say that Thrice's biggest album, Air Shrimps, is my least favorite album of theirs. Artist in ambulance. Yeah, I can't stand that album. I think it's just I think it's just kind of radio pop nonsense and they're a better band than that and they're simple, you know, like I'm just not a big fan of that. But if you ask most people what their favorite Thrice album is, they're gonna say Artist in the Ambulance. Right, right. Because that's when they were on Island Records and that was their 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 biggest like chance of being a mainstream radio band and they well, wrote that's exactly it. They wrote mainstream radio songs so everybody fucking likes it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but what do you think about the bands that stop playing and then always like there is no band now like it used to be bands broke up and people are upset about it now if a band says they're breaking up you're just like okay we'll see you in a few years when you need money right right there's literally no bands don't break up anymore it doesn't happen bands don't stop playing even um lcd sound system they they like when they announced that they were going to stop playing a few years ago they made like made a big deal about it they're like yeah no this isn't like we're breaking up and then we're getting back together we're breaking the fuck up and then, and then I just saw the other day that they're playing some festival. Like every band gets back together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you so, think about that? Oh, what do I think about that? Yeah, I, I think it's you know they want to break up because they realize that their music has gone stagnant. The scene that they were a part of is is no longer, and they just realize that you know there's still fan. We still have fans. We can't do anything else. What are we gonna do? Go teach kindergarten? No, we're fucking musicians. You know, let's go out there. We'll play shows that. We won't exactly fill arenas or big ass venues like we used to, but we'll make enough money to survive. Right, and they still get to do what they want to do. I, I mean, maybe it'll, in in the, some fans' eyes, it compromises their integrity as artists. But at the same time, they still get to play their instrument. They still get to play the songs that they wrote, and it's better than going out and fucking you know working at fucking Staples. Yeah, no, right. You know? But at that point. Uh, is it about the art or is it about the money? It's about the money at that point. And then, because you're not writing new songs, you're playing your hits. Okay. And then if if you're creating art for the sole fact of money, then is it art anymore? It's probably not anymore. It was at one time, right. but you're just taking it and just using it as a tool. Like I could give an example, and it's one of my favorite bands of all time. You got kids. Yeah. yeah. It, they, they, uh, they, they broke up. Ten years ago, we were at their final show. It was unbelievable. It was one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life. Mm-hmm. And then um, they got back together about, I don't know, maybe eight years later. They put out an album, which I actually really like a lot. I think it's a great album. What album? Uh, there Are Rules. We've talked about this already. Oh, you, only, you never I, listened to no, it. No, I never heard of it. Well, they came back with like a different sound. It was more like an 80s kind of synth sound. Like it was, But it's a very cool album. Um, toured that for a little bit. I saw the, the shows on that tour actually really dug it the energy was there and i was like okay they're back and then they haven't done anything since then but they continue to go do these shows 
And we've been to a couple in the past three years, and I can't really say that any of them have been great. Because like, you've seen that show five times already. But it's also just the energy level. It's almost like you, you see that these are like dudes that are out there just to make the cash. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the energy from the music isn't there anymore. So, so I can see it on both levels. Like if you're lucky enough to, to create art and make a living off of that art, I can understand why you never would want to let that go. Because that's such a rare thing to begin with. Yeah. That you would want to do that for the rest of your life. However, if you're not putting your all into that art and you're really just doing it for the money, like you, you're all that's almost like a fuck you to your fans. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and fans, whether whether they're knowledgeable music fans or knowledgeable film fans or knowledgeable art fans or whatever it may be or or not, for the most part. Just there's a general people can pick up on that, you yeah. know, like like the least knowledgeable music fan in the world could go see their favorite artist and see if they're phoning it in and feel it that they're phoning of it course. in, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, like when we when we saw the Get Up Kids a few months ago, it was just they played those songs. It, nothing was exciting. It was almost like let's make fun of them. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a disappointing show. Yeah. Right, right. And, and I've seen and I and I normally it, it has to be like a very uh, like uh, a band that's very close to my heart for me to even go to these reunion shows because a lot of times I know that it isn't going to be that great and I won't go. You know, but I could imagine that most people nowadays have have gone through that experience where like a band from when you were a kid got back together you're super stoked about it you go and see it and you're just like ah that wasn't that great yeah. you know like that kind of thing i don't know i just it's, and for that reason i don't know if i uh if i really like the bands getting back together thing mm-hmm. i get it if you're going to put out a new album like thrice if they're going to put out if they if they've created if they've spent time and effort making an album that they're proud of and they're putting it out and they want to go tour that album that's great. They're creating more stuff. But if they're just going to travel the world playing the let's listen to fucking artists in the ambulance over and over again, then, you know, just so we could squeeze the last dollars out of people's pockets. Right. You know, again, like as a music fan, you kind of that's kind of a ripoff for you. It is. You know, that kind of thing. It is. I well, I mean, that original excitement of an album first coming out and going to that tour, that'll never come back. You'll never experience that again, and it's partially because you'll never be that age again, and it'll never be that point in your life again. Right? Because I mean, we've said it a million times, but you know, bands kind of like build the soundtrack to your youth. And sure, your right, right, right. You know, so that'll never. You're almost trying to like revisit a moment in time where you could never go back to. Yeah, but what what it makes me think is uh, with these bands is like why break up? Why ever break up nowadays? Then like why would a band now? Unless somebody died and they're just like, fuck it, like Nirvana. Like, they're like, we're not going on or whatever. But if all your band members, for the most part, I mean, you might be able to switch out the bass player. But like, <laughs> but uh, if all the band members are around for the most part, why ever say that you're broken up? Just say, hey, you know, whatever. We're going to take well, a break. We'll see you guys later. Maybe that's what makes their future concerts bigger. If if they kept playing and playing and playing, maybe their audiences would go down to zero. But if they stop, make people remember why they like that band in the first place and come back and say, all right, we're doing a reunion tour. Maybe that'll like get people stuck. Right, but is that not a marketing money grab? Of course it is. Right, yeah, of course yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not sitting here trying to be all purist, like, oh, people, you know, like, it, it, of course you have to make money. I get it, but there's a fine. What I'm saying is that there's a fine line between art and just generating income, right? You know, mm-hmm. and and I think the fan could feel it. I, you know, that's all. Like uh, when Refused got back together a few years ago, like I think it was like f- whatever three or four years ago. 
Uh, I got tickets. I was all excited. I went to the show. The show was fucking amazing. They didn't have a new album. They just came out and played their songs, but they had been gone for so long. But then they didn't really milk it. I think they did like a couple shows after that, and they might have toured the the uh, like the festival circuit or something like that. And now they're like toying with oh we you know what, I think they even put out a new album, but it didn't do that well or whatever. But it, but it kind of felt like and maybe I was maybe I was a, like a rube on it and maybe I was duped by it, which is totally possible. But to me, it felt like they were coming back because they really wanted to come back and play those songs. At least that's what the energy in that room felt like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a disappointing thing or it could be an exciting thing. But, you know, to you know, compromise the integrity of your art to make money, that's always shitty. Yeah. It's always shitty. But I think everybody does it at some point. Uh, and um, which, by the way, okay. The I mean, dude from Shameless? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or Fargo, or Boogie Nights, or all those movies. How old do you think that dude is? If you were to guess, fifty-eight. Yeah, right. I was thinking mid-fifties. You know right. how old he is? How old? Sixty-six years really? old. Really? Yeah, motherfucker's pushing seventy. Oh, bastard. Running around playing Frank on that show. Anyway, I was listening to an interview with him today, uh, and he was talking about there was a point in his life where, like, he phoned in a whole bunch of performances. You know, like it, like he, and he was just like, yeah, I just like there was a couple movies where I literally I just wasn't into it, and I just wanted the money, and I just acted it out. He didn't say which ones or whatever, but you think of somebody like William H Macy, who's such a uh, like a like a passionate performer, like he's he's like a grade A actor that looks like he puts all into his work. It made me think, what movies did he phone in? Like, what movies did he not put his all into? I would love to know. Boogie Nights. <laughs> no, see, Boogie Nights is fucking amazing. Yeah, but what, what did he do? Killed himself, right? Yeah, but he no, he was good in Boogie Nights. Yeah, I consider. I don't that, know anything else he was really in. You've never seen Fargo? Unbelievable, Fargo. Oh, Fargo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He was in the remake of Psycho. He was in. I, he's in a million fucking things, oh. you know. But uh, I, I don't know. Like, like for even for him to admit that shows that if you if you have a career in the arts, a long spanning career in the arts, there's going to be some times where you're just collecting a paycheck. I mean, I guess that has to happen, but it's it's a weird it's a I don't know. For me, who I consider myself an artistic person, it's always been a weird balance that I always think about. I get you. Cuz to my detriment, I'm the type of person who I feel guilty making any money from my art. You know what I mean? Like uh like I feel guilty if if uh, like when we played shows, like I never worried about the money or, or wanted like I should have, you know. But I was just like, we never even looked at it. Yeah, right, exactly, and that was to our detriment. We 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 probably could have been better if we were more had more business acumen than we did. Right. But uh, but every time that we ever got paid for a show, I I remember always feeling guilty about it. Like bands aren't supposed to make money; you're supposed <laughs> to just want to entertain people and be martyrs that way. I suppose I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Nah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I wish I could go back to that and maybe count how much money we made <laughs> and save it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we didn't make that much, believe me. I know, I know. Uh, um, oh, man, what the fuck else were you saying? What, about uh, the black hole? <laughs> That's what I was talking about. The, uh, the Thrice album. That's what you brought this whole thing oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I was just saying how, um, you know, I, I was a little disappointed on how it sounded like Sunny Day Real Estate. But, you know, I was a big fan of Sunny Day, so I can't, you know, I can't say it's a negative thing, but it just made me shut it off and be, and just, you know, maybe that is a little snobbery on my part, just by being like, oh, you know, it's not a new sound, they suck, I'm not going to pay attention. I mean, I will listen to the album, but, yeah, you know. I think everybody who listens to music is a music snob, whether you, whether... 
you you listen to fucking country music which is like the bottom of the barrel of everything or i'm talking about pop country music or you're like the 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 top of the fucking jazz interfusion fucking guy you know what i mean like everybody has it in them you just you have to because you can't be an appreciator of art without being a, ju- a judging of art yeah. you see what I'm well saying? i mean that's that's the levels i, I mean i feel like I guess it's my own snobby brain, if you want to call it that. But I feel in my own brain, I I always think like, all right, the people that don't know how to play any instruments and have no idea about music are going to like whatever they hear on the radio and they're not going to make decisions for themselves and whatever's pushed on them, they're going to think that's the best song in the world only because it's repeated a hundred times on the air. And that's what happens. Well, that, that, I mean, that is a big thing is that people, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to think for themselves when it comes to that. And I understand that too. I'm not even judging that, but that is a reason a lot of these things are popular is just because other people make like, like people will glom on to stuff like, Oh, everybody likes that. I guess I like that too. Yeah. You know, like that kind of I thing. mean, it happens to me. If I'm working and the radio is on and like the pop hit station is on and they play the same song a hundred times, I'll be singing that fucking song at the end of the day and I'll be like w- waiting for it to come on again. I'll be like, oh yeah, this is my jam. Right, you know? right, right, but, right. I mean, I'll never go buy the album. Yeah. But, you know, it does it does grow on me. Well, yeah, pop songs pop songs are made to do that. They're right. made to be earworms. They're, 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 and it's a great art. I love pop music. I have nothing. I've talked about on this show how I love Miley Cyrus. I I, I like Rihanna. I like a lot of the the pop musicians out there. And I'm not going to be showing up at their shows and shit wearing fucking nipple clamps and glitter or whatever the fuck's going on at Miley shows. But uh, or maybe I will. I don't know. But um. <laughs> But uh, like the songs themselves, even if I don't listen to the songs, because I don't, I don't sit there and 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 you know listen to them. But when I hear them, I appreciate them because I think writing a pop song is a lot more. Writing a pop song like that gets scientific, that gets stuck in somebody's head is a lot harder than people give it credit for. Yeah, like the simplicity of people think it's it's a it's a simple art because it's so simple because it sounds so simple. But but try writing a song that gets stuck in somebody's head. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I feel like that's something that we always did as musicians. That was part of our, uh, you know, a, a negative side of our our music was we would try and steer away from the things that would make almost would make a hit song. Yeah, you know, and I did, say. and I did, and I'll take full responsibility for that because uh, when I go back and I listen to the music, oh. By the way, or I'll say that at the end of the episode. I totally forgot to talk about our website. But um, I, I, uh, I, when when we started playing music, I always just wrote like simple, kind of catchy songs, and uh, and then as we progressed, I like kind of moved away from that. I felt like I was that was underneath me, and then I started trying to write more complicated stuff. Um, which was like the later stuff that we wrote, mm-hmm. and now when I go back and I listen to it, the songs that I like the most were the all the simple poppy yeah, yeah, songs yeah, yeah. I wrote. Of yeah, 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 yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and now I still write songs. I, I I do more acoustic stuff, but I still write songs. I usually write like one a month or something like that. And I'll tell you, they're all they're all pretty straightforward, verse, chorus, verse. Mm-hmm. I just try to make sure that the hooks are catchy, and I'm basically writing pop songs that that I could if I wanted to sell to Katy Perry or one of these people. Like yeah. you know, like they're they're probably about you know different topics and stuff but the structures are the same and there's a fucking art to it and i'm not i'm not ashamed of that um what i wanted to say uh was uh our website we're we're changing all the time here at a high five and uh we just redid our website uh so before if you had gone to awkwardhighfive.com it was basically just a site where we listed the episodes Mm -hmm. 
uh, now um, what it is, and starting this episode, actually, we uh, we will have full uh, show um, notes for every episode. So if you go to awkwardhighfive.com and you and you'll you'll see on the front page you'll see the title and the SoundCloud the the link you can listen to it right there and maybe a short synopsis I haven't decided that yet but then if you click on it and after the jump when you go onto the page there'll be full show notes for every show so if we if we talk about a video an album whatever it may be anything uh, so it, it gives you the time at which that's talked about. Well, I don't know about. I don't know if I'm going to go time for time, but but anything that we reference in the show or anything like that will be there uh, with you. you know links, some stuff like that. So it's it's a more interactive experience, and I'd like to thank our friend Tom who hooked us up with that. And then um, sooner than later, there'll be different pages on there too. So I was even thinking about maybe doing a music page because I've gotten some emails from people like, "What did your music sound like?" And so I could put some of the Linton Griller stuff up there. Yeah, you know? yeah. People will probably shut it off as soon as they listen to it. But, <laughs> but you know, the, before our website was just a single page website where it was just the episodes that you could listen to. Now it's going to be a much more interactive thing where you could get in touch with us. You could read the show notes. You could listen to things. There'll be videos and stuff like that. So, yeah, that'd uh, be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, show people what our, what our music was like. Like you said, even though they'll shut it off in a second, but at least they'll get <laughs> an, an idea of... Uh, I don't know. What, I guess some people... You told, me that, you told me that the, uh, the bar around the corner around here was rocking to the grillers. Yeah, they were rocking to the grillers. But I, I guess you noticed it just as much as I have that I guess more people liked our uh, teenage stuff more. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm I just so. a teenage dirtbag, <laughs> baby. I wrote that. All I have is a moped. I was a ghostwriter on that. I know. No, but it, like I said, I listened back to that uh, as well. And there's songs that I wrote when I was 14 years old that I liked better than songs I wrote when I was 23 well, years sure. old. You know, but you don't know that when you're doing it. You just, you just don't. You just, you like, you just figure. You know, like like anything, as you get better at something, you want to you want to be better at it. So, like, as I got better as a songwriter and a guitar player, I wanted to play more complicated guitar lines and write more complicated songs, you know. But it's the people like the people that go out there like uh, I think I even talked about this before was uh, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer. Mm -hmm. Like he's like a serious ass guitar player. That dude could like really play guitar. He started playing in, in metal bands and like could solo his ass off and everything. But when they put Weezer together, they had like almost a mission statement. Like this is going to be this type of band, uh -huh. and we're not going to stray from that formula for the most part. And that's what made that band very, very popular. Like when people listen to a Weezer album, for the most part, they know what they're going to get. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. they don't switch around. You know, very few people. There's very few David Bowie's and Prince's of the world where every album sounds different. And they they dive in and out of styles and stuff. You yeah. know. And I mean, this may sound like a super overstatement and may seem completely inaccurate to a lot of music fans, but for some reason, I've always viewed Weezer as like a modern day Beatles. I don't know why. Just uh, like maybe not the weird Beatles or the shitty Beatles. <laughs> How are they? But just, they suck. <laughs> just like, you know, the Beatles in their normal, like simple days of you know, poppy songwriting. For some reason, I always thought they the, had that. Uh, I love you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, well, it's that same kind of thing. And, and I would agree with that. But in, in a lot of ways, I see... Um Okay, so the, all right, so uh, I, this is totally ripping, ripping. I've heard this bit before. I'm just going to say this on here. I'm not coming up with this. I've heard it before on talk radio. I'm ripping a bit off. Rip it. But it's but it's it's a pretty good bit. Is um, every band, every pop band at least, 
boils back to one or two bands, either the Beatles or the Stones. Yeah. Right? So let's say uh, Nirvana, right? What do you see Nirvana as? Are they a Beatles or a Stones? Uh, I'm going to say Stones. Really? Yeah. See, I totally disagree. Really? I see Nirvana as the Beatles. I see Pearl Jam as the Stones. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess you so. You see? But I just don't see Nirvana as the Beatles. Well, you do. I do, though. When you think of the style of music, it's it's a popular, popular kind of music with, with like, real melody to it. Um, they're, they're more open to experiment, experimentation. Songs are a little bit different, you know? Uh, like, that kind of... It's not, the, it's not the traditional lead singer, two guitar players, bass player you know lead guitar player kind of thing it's it's like uh i don't know i've always i always see it that way like bring up it's bring up a, a band um oh wow this show is almost over by the way oh shit uh let's see how about shit there's like no bands <laughs> what there's a billion bands just bring up any band ever from the 80s 90s 2000s oh rock okay band. i thought you meant like modern day no 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 any oh, band okay um, any band, any band. How about, um, Smashing Pumpkins? Ooh, that's a good one. I yeah. see Smashing Pumpkins as the Beatles. I was going to say that too, yeah. Yeah, but, um, okay, so what about, uh, if we're sticking with 90s stuff, what about, um, Alice in Chains? Ooh, fucking A. Um... Silent. Uh Allison Chains, I guess I'll go uh I guess I'll go Stones on that. Hmm, that's a hard one. That's I think. a really hard one. I think one. I would put that Beatles. Yeah. What about uh Soundgarden? <laughs> this is really hard. I don't know. Uh Stones. <laughs> yeah, I would put Stones on that too. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Like it 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 kinda there there's okay, so like um uh what about Guns N' Roses? Oh, that's Stones. Okay. Yeah. And what about Motley Crue? Uh, that's Stones too. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, may- maybe you're right. I was going to say I got a Beatles feel from them, but they don't really, like, even though they look like the traditional fucking rock band, they, I don't know. There's not really much soloing and shit going on. Yeah, it's hard with those bands. But what about Poison? Poison. That's Beatles to me. Really? Yeah. Even See, though I they feel have, Rolling like, Stones. The, the front guy with the scarf. But I guess, you know. Once there's less guitar players, I just think Beatles for some Stones. I think more people. What about Blur? I'm talking about the music though. Yeah, Blur's Beatles. Okay, and what about um, Oasis? That's Beatles. See, I see Oasis as a, even though the Oasis wants to be the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, I see Oasis more like the Stones. That Gallagher but, dude thinks he's John Lennon. No, I know, I know, <laughs> I get it. But but if like I'm just trying to think of bands that are always linked together, like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Oasis, uh, Blur. Like bands like that, oh, yeah. like every time that there's two bands like that, one of them's the Beatles, one of them's the Stones. I it kind of repeats itself. Yeah, that kind it, of does, thing. it does. Uh, that's something you guys could uh, think about at home. Is that if you haven't heard that bit before? But it's interesting when you look at music that way. It all comes from that same kind of thing. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, uh, we're gonna get out of here. We had some. I apologize. We had some technical issues. This. Uh, this. That's all right. I'm gonna go back and listen to this and see if it sounds crazy. If we're cutting in and out, I don't. I have no idea. Maybe you don't hear this episode. Maybe this is a lost episode. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Put it on the backlog. But, um... Oh, there you go. That'll always play in our hearts. Go to uh, awkwardhighfive.com for the new updated website. Once this uh, episode is up, I'll have we'll have show notes and everything. Um, and then we'll be adding stuff on the website as time goes on. Follow us on Twitter at awkwardhi5. 
And uh, thank you for everybody who's been sending in your songs that you will o- you want to OD to. Um, oh, we've gotten more. Yeah, we've gotten more. We just I love that exercise. We forgot to we forgot to talk about it, but we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah. So um, if there's a song out there that you would like to overdose to death to, <laughs> write us and tell us what it is, and we'll read them off on the air next episode. And uh, okay, anything else? RTG? No. All right. That's it. See you in future days. My eyes were red when you were here, but now you're not in there clear, my dear. Hey, lover, where did you go? I'm not high and I'm not low. If I knew a breakup, man, I can't break you. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.